We go to Bill O'Reilly, who's got a new book out, The United States of Trump. If you really want to understand how Trump arrives at the decisions that he does, you want to know why he's calling people human scum, uh, you can read the book. Uh, and you really will have a different insight into uh, the president of the United States and how he thinks. Welcome to the program, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Uh, I'm going shooting. I'm going to go shooting, but I've never gone before. Maybe you can give me some tips, Beck. Are you serious you're going shooting? Uh, no. Okay. Not serious. All right. Thank you for that. <laughs> because right. in, here, you live in Texas. If I went shooting in New York, I would be in the penitentiary. <laughs> would put cuffs on me. Right. And I couldn't go. I have a water gun. I do. Oh. Um, so if anybody but, tries to attack you in the pool, you can squirt them in the eye. That's good. That's, that's, that's good. right. Um, actually, I call them human scum, and they flee. Right. Okay. So let me let me uh, let me take you first before I get to the new poll in human scum. Yes. Let me take you first to uh, the 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 skiff and all the things that are happening behind closed doors. Bill, right. I don't mean this as a pejorative, but you are old enough to remember the uh, impeachment of Clinton and the impeachment of... of, um, of Andrew Johnson, I was there. <laughs> no, I, see, I wasn't going to say that. I was going to be nice, but you were there. Um, yes. uh, of Nixon. And right. they, had, they had meetings that were not on, uh, and hearings that were not on camera at the time. But mm-hmm. I don't remember it feeling like this. Well, you remember Sam Irvin uh, for the Nixon situation. Um, he was the folksy North Carolinian who uh, was a senator that brought sanity to the whole thing. So we live, obviously, in a different country now. And I say that literally. This United States today, 2019, is not the way it was in the late 60s, early 70s. There is no civility anymore. There's no Sam Irvin. Sam Irvin would be called a bad name now if he were walking around. Um, so Schiff is a guy, he is what I call a political assassin, mm-hmm. right? He's not a congressman. He gets elected, but his job is to assassinate people, verbally or legally, whatever it is. It's not to be reasonable. It's not to search for the truth. It's not to improve the country. All right? Everyone should know that. So Schiff basically says, look, this is a charade. We, Nancy Pelosi, myself, Nadler, everybody, we know there's not going to be any conviction in the Senate. Or we know that. But in conjunction with the New York Times, Washington Post, NBC, and CNN, we're going to hoist a scenario on the American people. And that scenario is that this man, President Trump, is, quote, unquote, not fit to serve. So we're going to get the uh, Russian collusion thing up and running. Oh, uh, well, it didn't work. But two years, two years of smearing Trump every day. Now we got to get something new. So now we got impeachment, abuse of power. I wrote a, uh, a little mini column in BillOReilly.com and said, if abuse of power is the standard of impeachment, then every single president since Washington could be impeached. And I gave examples. Even Abraham Lincoln could have been impeached for suspending habeas corpus. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you get a situation where it's all about messaging. So Schiff says, we don't really want everybody to hear and see what the impeachment situation is. We don't want that because there really isn't anything. We don't really have a crime here. So what we're going to do is have secret, secret conversations um, in our committee, and then we'll leak them to the 
New York Times and Washington Post. It'll put it on page one. And there'll be so much damage done that people will either walk away from Trump or he'll implode. That's another thing that people don't talk about. They're trying to put so much pressure on Trump that he's going to implode emotionally. Because we know that we can't beat Trump in the next election as it stands now. There's not one Democrat in the field that can beat him. So we've got to destroy him before we get to Election Day 2020. And therein lies the answer to your question. So what is, what is the actual motivation? And I know you just talked about it, but I don't buy that. If you are... If you are on the left, you know that America, 70% of Americans think we're on the verge of civil war. You know, yeah, as you know, as an American, that we are in trouble. You know, as an American, that half of the country wants him impeached. But the other half will say if you if you impeach this guy, especially with secret testimony and everything else, it's a banana republic. And the other half of the country won't stand. Everything they seem to be doing just seems to be poking people in the eye. The top two reasons that Americans give for civil war, violation of the Second Amendment. They're all over that. They're actually saying we'll come with cops to your house to take your guns. The second one is impeachment for a president that that doesn't look like he should be impeached or if there's secret uh, secret meetings etc cetera, etc cetera. they're doing they're riding on both of those so they know that is the is it really just about getting rid of Donald Trump or is this uh, a way to destroy us and head us into civil war you know i'm actually impressed with that analysis, Beck. <laughs> well, usually you would say, you. I don't I know. I don't you. deal with theories. I only right. deal I with facts. I was going <laughs> to mock you for saying that I don't agree with you. But I, uh, but then, as you explained, <laughs> it's not really a disagreement. You just want more uh, clarity. Yes. And I'm going to give it to you in a moment. Right. But I am very impressed with that. Oh, thank you. Um, because there is that. another aspect to this, and that aspect is we want to blow this blanken system up in America because we believe it's run by white supremacists, and we want to blow the whole thing sky high. But Nancy Pelosi, does she actually believe that? No, 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 that? not her. It's not her. She's, she's way behind. This is the New York Times the pinheads at the uh, academics in the uh, universities, they said, here's what they're saying, Beck, just so you and Stu know. This is behind closed doors. Now, I'm going to ever say in public. Any country that could elect Donald Trump has to be changed radically and dramatically. So we're going to blow this system up. That's why you've seen the rise of the socialists and the rise of people who are saying things that could never have been said Four years ago, Barack Obama would never have said nearly any of this stuff the Democrats are saying. Imagine Barack Obama standing on the stage debating John McCain, looking at the camera, going, you know what, John? I want to give uh, free health care to every illegal alien in the country. You imagine him saying that? No, they're introducing a bill in the House today on free housing. Free housing for all All Americans. You're you're making my point. Yeah, I know. They want to blow up the system. They want to blow it up because and it happened when Trump got elected. They were so appalled. And this is the New York Times even said it. They even said it. A columnist of theirs said, we're not going to cover this fairly. We're
We're not going to try to find that truth out of anything. We're going to use our power to destroy the man because he's not fit to be president. And that's the greater good. And that has been embraced by 90% of the national media. It's, it's way beyond the daily ridiculous blather on cable news. It's way beyond that. It's into sedition. It's into undermining the Constitution. That's where it's all going. And now, I mean, I'm not a paranoid guy. You know me. I don't do a conspiracy theories. I'm basing my stuff on facts. And, and when I, the way I framed the United States of Trump, the book was, listen, they hate him. Here's what they hate him. It's not the Republican Party. It's him that he could do this, that he could get elected without them. He didn't need the press. He didn't need the Republican Party. He didn't need any of it. He went right to the folks. That's the theme of the book, and, and that's the danger that they see. And then they justify it by saying the greater good for America is destroying him and the system that allowed him to get power. All right, so... <clears throat> Thank you very much. That was excellent. Applause. Do we need to clap? I, I'm not sure how this works. Okay. So, so, so let me, let me go here. Yes. What the hell is wrong with the president when he's going on saying never Trumpers are human scum, all this oh, stuff? Back, back, what is he back. doing? It's emotion. It's emotion. He Does feels... he have no control of his emotion? Very little. <laughs> you read the book. Is there a chapter where there is obvious control of his emotions? No, <laughs> no but that's a reason right. not to have the football around. No, but you got to understand, the guy feels persecuted. I know, I know, yeah. I know. Okay? And legitimately and he's so. Saying, he's saying that Mitt Romney, know, to himself, well, probably to his advisor, he's going, Mitt Romney knows this is a charade. He knows this is all bull, and he's attacking me anyway. And he's so angry about that kind of a betrayal. He sees it as a betrayal, all right, that he just blurts. He blurts like Stu. He blurts, <laughs> all right? And, That's and me. does he care mm-hmm. about unintended consequences? No. Uh, no, he doesn't. He's never he's never cared about that. Bill, can we can we bring it back to what you, a point you made earlier? And you know, look, you wrote the United States of Trump. You know Trump better than probably anybody in the media, especially from someone who actually will say things that are are critical of him. And you brought up the idea that the Democrats were essentially trying to bait him into destroying his own presidency with outbursts yes. of emotion. Do you think that's right. is that really possible? Do you what are the chances yes. of them oh, succeeding? I'm worried about Donald Trump. I said that last week with you guys. Uh I'm worried about the man. I mean, he has undergone I've never seen a human being in the public arena undergo what he has of you. No. Mm. The only one close is Abraham Lincoln, and all you need to do is look at a picture of Abraham Lincoln when he, in his first inaugural address, and a picture two days or three days before he was assassinated. Yeah. I mean, a a period of four years, this man aged 25 years. Yeah. Okay? So that's the kind of pressure that Donald Trump, it has not been one day that Donald Trump has not been accused of something. And then not only accused, but joyously accused, mm-hmm. all right? There's no respect for the office of the president now. There's no respect for the process of the executive branch. 
everything he does is evil and bad. And I don't think he's got a support system in there, because he never has had, that can put all this in perspective for him. Well, he also doesn't have a support system uh, around him. Some of the people that he has surrounded himself with are are leakers. So, I mean, he has got, he's got nothing. He's got nothing he except his family. He doesn't have a lot of support. Look. Everybody listening to us right now, all the tens of millions of people listening to us right now, have had trials in their life, all right, where they have felt abandoned and almost despaired. If just step back, think about what you went through, and then magnify it a thousand times. And that's what Donald Trump is experiencing. The only therapy and relief he has are these rallies. Okay. Where he goes and, and there's adulation directed to him. All right. Um, Bill, I'm going to take a quick break, but I, I just I just want to leave this section on, on this. This is the kind of stuff that usually humbles people and pulls them down to their knees uh, because that's your only solace. Uh, and I wonder if that is, is happening at all with this president uh, because that is, that's what happened to Abraham Lincoln. That is exactly what happened to Abraham Lincoln. All right, back in just a second. <clears throat> so, Bill, there's a couple of things um, that uh, that I have found that I, I find disturbing, and I'm going to talk more about them on Monday. Um, but we've got um, 69% of U.S. households are preparing now for a possible recession. The numbers in California are crazy. The, nobody's shopping. Nobody's going out to eat. I mean, the five worst cities in America are all in California on their spending. And I love this. The press are saying it's because people are worried about the impeachment. Oh, my gosh. Shut up. That is not what's happening. But then you also have uh, a, a poll that has been released. It shows uh, about 70%, 67% of Americans believe we are on the edge of civil war. Well, I've been saying, you know, for uh, years that we're in a domestic civil war, a social civil war. I wrote a book way back on it called Culture Warrior and predicted it. Um, I don't believe we're ever going to get in a violent civil war in this country. I don't think it's going to come to that. Mm. We will have, in, in, I predict, in the next election cycle, individual acts of violence. You will see fights and things like that outside different rallies, and uh, that will happen. So emotion has overtaken us as a people. Rational thought, not really at the forefront. Uh, President Trump partially responsible for that. You have to be honest. All right, because his reaction to the unfair attacks against him is very emotional. And so his followers see that and they justify it the same way that I describe the attacks on the press. They justify not reporting the truth or seeking the truth by the fact that we have to get that guy out of there. That's the greater good. Well, Trump supporters say the greater good is I'm going to act in a way that is emotional to defend my guy. So you basically have trouble ahead. Um, Americans really don't understand, I, and I'm not being supercilious, word of the day, supercilious, all right? But they don't really understand the big picture of what's happening here, how the country has been fundamentally damaged by a corrupt media that will not tell you the truth, even if they know it. They don't understand it. Trump does, viscerally, and he's 
off the chart furious. And that's why he's venting, lashing out. And the lash out, all right, exacerbates the social civil war. So let me disagree on one thing. And I hope you're right and I'm wrong, but I think we would break out. No, we're not. It's not, there's too much to lose. Americans, even with all of the turbulence in our country today, live well. Um, most of us have unbelievably, uh, unbelievable luxuries that our fathers and mothers and grandparents never dreamed of. We have our machines, we have our big screen TVs, we have our luxury automobiles, we have air conditioning, we have everything. We have a lot to lose. And so we also are out, we also are a group of people that don't realize how much we have. To well, lose. when you get when you act out in a violent way, people then know that you there you've crossed the line. OK, so let me give you this scenario. Uh, they impeach the president and uh, they take him out and half the country knows this is bullcrap. Uh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Right. Uh, okay, if, okay. If that did happen, then I'd have to revise and, and see, but that will okay, not so happen. Okay, so let's not do it. Tell me your view on the impeachment trial and how this thing is going to play out. We'll go to Bill O'Reilly with an answer to that question in just a second. Stand by. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday. We're glad you're here. Bill O'Reilly is with us. Before we go back to Bill, let me just uh, say that next Wednesday, uh, if you're Mitt Romney and you're on Twitter in disguise, part two of our chalkboard, uh, part two, uh, we're going to show you what the media is doing and how they are. First, we're going to lay out the Democratic case, and then we're going to show you how the media is just I mean, we lay out the five rules of journalism. They, on every one, they're violating all five, and we'll show that to you. But it is um, a ramp up to something else that is going to happen in about three weeks. We want this one to be very buttoned up. Uh, but we have uh, found that the the chalkboard, when I said this is about power and money, does not go far enough. We found out through some digging and some stumbling onto a name that we're like why do i know that name we had to go back to our files that we did at fox and we know now why and it is really really bad that's all coming up on the blaze tv uh, our first special is next wednesday bill o'reilly quickly your summary of how you think this is going to play out okay um why quickly Beck? Uh, because I've got a lot of other things to talk to you about. Okay. All right. Oh, I thought you're getting tired of me. Uh, oh, yeah, I also need, but... if you would, uh, I need 30 seconds oh, for a geez. plug at the end. All right, uh, all right. All right. Whatever. Okay. Thanks. Okay. I'm going to keep it simple because I'm a simple man. So there was a big story yesterday that everybody missed. Everybody in the country missed. It was a leak from the Justice Department. Mm, we didn't miss it. No, but you didn't know why it was done. Ooh. So it came out that Barr and Durham, the U.S. attorney investigating possible corruption in 2016 election, have now shifted into a criminal enterprise. They're mm-hmm. looking at criminal charges. Now everybody went, ooh, 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 ooh. Now why, why did that happen? Why was that leaked? Number one, you don't put out a press release on that. So it was given to 
couple of news organizations that are sympathetic to President Trump. Number two, it was done because that is the Trump defense, that there was criminal activity inside the American federal government Mm -hmm. during the 2016 election. Mm -hmm. And that is why Donald Trump made the call to Ukraine and did other things. I can can guarantee you that the stuff that we put on the chalkboard is what they're pursuing. Not that they got it from us, but that is a very strong case for criminal activity. You and I are simpatico there. Me, you, and the chalkboard are on the same... We're, we're simpatico, yep, right? Yep. Okay. It's criminal. All right. So that that yesterday was a huge deal that nobody, none of the news people figured it out. All right. That oh, yeah. leak was designed to tell the American people this impeachment is going nowhere because we have a very strong defense. And in addition, because they mentioned Horowitz, who you never hear about. Well, Michael Horowitz is uh, inspector general of the Justice Department is going to come out with his soon. That means that Horowitz has something. They never would have leaked it out if he didn't have anything, ever. So he's got something. First thing comes out, probably next week or the week after, Horowitz says, the FBI did this. Boom, 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 boom. Second thing comes out, probably in March or April, um, the final justice report, and indictments. Indictments. Look, the attorney general is not flying to Italy to see the Spanish steps. Okay, (laughs) he's going there because there's criminal activity that happened and it could be partly a Ukrainian connection and it could involve the Obama administration's State Department. Keep your eye on the State Department. So all of that, all of that negates, will negate any kind of validity of impeachment. I think, Bill, too, I mean, it's one thing to say Donald Trump is some crazy partisan. There's some one thing to say that Rudy Giuliani's a bad guy. Even Barr, they've gone to that, that place with. But Durham is no, about as unimpeachable Durham. a source. Uh, yeah, they can't do anything to this they guy. They can't do it. And that's why the media, all right, and the big four, as I've mentioned many times, are so intent in getting Trump now in the court of public opinion, besmirching him so he can't make a comeback. It's not going to work, but that's a strategy. It won't won't work. Uh, So, Bill, let me ask you this about the uh, inspector general's report. It's been we've been waiting and waiting and waiting, and it's always rumored that it's right around the corner, which gives to me credence. I didn't understand what we were waiting for, um, but it gives credence if you go back to the chalkboard they have so much that involves so much of the government, especially, like you said, the State Department, but also the Justice Department, that if I were the president of the United States, I mean, me, if it were me, I would be like, release it all, let the chips fall where they may. But most presidents would say, wait a minute, what is this going to do for the integrity? Let Can we clean it up and not let people see all of it and really get it clean? Which parts do we release, et cetera, et cetera? It, d- does it make sense that the inspector general's report hasn't come out um, and now, it, it, now it, it, it looks like it is when they have criminal charges because Donald Trump was like, torch them, torch them all. Well, Horowitz isn't going to recommend criminal charges at all. All he's going to do is say, within the Justice Department, because that's his purview, he can't Right, right, right. I know. Yeah. This is what they did. 
This is what they did. Here, here's what Comey did. Here's what Cabe did. Here's what Strzok and Page did. But why right, has that, this been held? Gonna do. Why has this been rumored to come out and then be held and because, held and held? Because Barr is a very methodical man who doesn't want any loose ends and doesn't want to get bitten in the butt by something that Horowitz isn't sure about or he can't. It, they are so paranoid because they know the press is never going to report it accurately. And one mistake, one comma, all right, is going to blow up in their face. And Horowitz himself is not exactly a profile in courage. He's a bureaucrat. He's a guy with suspenders, Beck. Sitting there going, oh, am I going to get in trouble when I say this? <laughs> All right? That's the system. They call it the swamp, all of that. That's what it is. All right, but so- I am pretty confident after yesterday's leak that they have something. Uh, let me go to uh, Hunter Biden. Now in uh, not Ukraine. Uh, where was it, Stu? Uh, Romania, Romania is the newest one. Yeah, Romania. Well, I understand that he's associated with Dracula. Um, <laughs> well, he's a bloodsucker, yeah, I think. In fact, here, here's what happened. He got put on the board of directors of the Vampires Union in Transylvania. <laughs> he's not a vampire. Right. He doesn't know anything about right. vampires. <laughs> how did he get on the board of vampires? He doesn't know how to stay up at night, hang from the ceiling, live in a coffin. <laughs> how did he get on the board? And why? Right. Why did Joe Biden threaten to drive stakes through everybody's heart unless they put him on the board? I mean, so, it is essentially that story. It though. really Again, is. It I really mean, is. If, if it sounds familiar, you know, Hunter Biden bizarrely giving legal advice to some corrupt rich person in Romania, while at the same time Joe Biden was leading a policy to fight corruption in Romania. I mean, it sounds awfully familiar, Bill. I'm shocked. <laughs> Look, I'm going to go camping with Hunter Biden soon, and I'll get the whole story, mm-hmm. um, you know, on but um, Joe Biden himself is an old-time politician. Everybody knows this. Ever since Martin Van Buren, people have been doing this, all right? Elected senators, vice presidents, presidents, they help their friends. They help their family. That's what the Bidens got caught doing. It's not going to go away. Whether Americans care or not, I don't know. Bill O'Reilly, you've got 30 seconds. I'm All right, I'm going to do two yeah. live shows two. called Understanding Trump. I'm actually doing four, but the Boston right. show this weekend is sold out, and the Palm Springs show is sold out. Right. We're going to be in Mesa, Arizona uh, on November 15th, and we're going to be in Huntington, Long Island 15th. on December 15th. Those dates are approximate. I'll show up, but though. Uh, BillOReilly.com has it. You want to see the Understanding Trump, the beginnings of the tour? Please go there. Thank you, Beck. That was very generous of you to give me that time. 29.30. Perfect. You're welcome. Mm. What a professional. Bill O'Reilly. I try. I try. And now I have to go shooting with my water gun. All right. (laughs) Goodbye. Bill (laughs) O'Reilly. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, you want to feel good about yourself? I mean, as a nation, you want to feel you want to feel good about yourself? Like, hey, at least we aren't there. I can't help you. But uh, they're doing something that in Australia that I know we'll do if we haven't already. Um, Kmart in Australia has removed a children's Halloween costume from its shelves 
because of a petition started by a concerned parent. Uh, They now call this beyond inappropriate. Now think of all the Halloween costumes that you've seen. Then this one's for girls that you would classify as beyond inappropriate. Can you name anything? Right. Uh, You've got the uh, sexy nurse. Sexy cop. The sexy cop. The sexy anything. The sexy right. the Every. secretary. The, sec- the sexy pole bearer. The sexy, the sexy actuary was a weird one. I didn't <laughs> yeah, know. I mean, it's okay. they're all like the, girls and women's uh, Halloween costumes are almost always, I want to quote, beyond inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this mom did something great. Uh, Australia's 7 News reported that Shannon B., asked the outlet to keep her name anonymous, but she noticed the costume when Halloween shopping for her daughter. It was selling on the shelves for $6 and being made and marketed for children as young as four years old. She said this is beyond inappropriate and offensive, and Kmart has a social responsibility to pull this off their shelves immediately. Well, her outrage led her to change.org, where she started a, they're international now. I don't oh, know are you know they? That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the Van Jones group. Change.org, which demanded that the retailer pull the costume from its stores. The petition has earned close to 250 signatures. In the three days since its launch. 250 full signatures? Two full signatures. And change.org, isn't that the, the government site where you're, you're submitting the, you have to get to 250,000? Subs- no, uh, no, 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 no. Change.org is the Van Jones, remember okay. change.org? No, that was oh, color, that was of, color change. of change. Yeah, I don't know what change.org is. Sorry, that was color of change. So I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm. I've left something out. Okay. Are yes. You interested? Yes. I'm uh, dying to know what the costume is because I mean they got 250 people to support it. Yeah. I. It's got to be. And really... it's been with those 250 people. They have removed the costume because it was wholly inappropriate. So they've removed the okay. costume. Hey, what is it? I'm dying. Seriously dying? I mean, because if I you're mean, literally is... dying, I think I'm going to wait a little bit longer because we could make that into a cool episode. Is Stu going to die? By the way, change.org is not the government one either or color of change. It's just a for-profit petition site. Okay. So here we go. Here Here is is the thing. Here is the beyond inappropriate costume. It's a a costume that depicts a young girl wearing a wedding gown and a veil. Hmm? A wedding gown and a veil? Mm -hmm. I mean, are they Mm -hmm. saying like it's child brides is that what they're trying to is that why they think it's inappropriate well isn't that interesting that your mind goes right to where everybody's mind went (laughs) right everybody sees that and they Mm -hmm. know that 12 million children some girls as young as six uh, about the same size as this quote costume are sold and married off by their family without their consent come on child marriage is no joke Wow. Oh, my God. Because I thought they might be going to don't enforce gender stereotypes no. by dressing no. your daughter as a, someone who might want to nope. marry a man someday. But no. <laughs> well, 
do you have to marry a man no. if you're wearing the wedding dress? Of what kind of stereotype are... Exactly, right? right? Look, look at where my mind goes. Oh All these gosh, dark the... places of men and women <laughs> marrying each other. I can't even... Disgraceful. And you're teaching that to a four-year-old that doesn't even know yet if she's a girl or a boy or a them or a there or a Z or uh, an alien. You don't... Not illegal alien. Man, I didn't mean to oh bring that gosh. and jog that out of... Sorry for the trigger. There's no trigger. You should just know you're listening to the Glenn Beck program. That's all we do is trigger people. Uh, by the way, you can get my new T-shirt at uh, shoptheblaze.com. It's the just shut up T-shirt. I think you could wear it in Australia, too.